Today, uh, all three of our scripture readings all point us to the death of Christ. We heard in our first reading um, a short part of what's called the suffering servant prophecy of Isaiah, about this figure who is seen in the future, who will be a man of sorrows, who will take our trials on himself, who offers his life in atonement, and by his sufferings shall my servant justify many, taking their faults on himself. And then in the gospel, we heard the Lord Jesus refer to himself as the ransom, the ransom for many. Now that word ransom might seem a bit odd, but if we look at it, it actually tells us a lot about ourselves and about God. The word we use in English, redemption, uh, translates the Latin redemptio, which translates the Greek kopha and the Latin uh, litron, uh, the Greek litron, all of which refers to this Old Testament word that refers to a, redemp- a, a ransom price, a payment that must be made to buy somebody out of slavery. And what this tells us, what the Lord is choosing to tell us by using this word to refer to himself, is that we are in need of being ransomed. That we are, as the Catechism puts it, we are in captivity. We are in slavery to sin. And a debt needs to be paid to set us free. Now, one of the things theologians down the centuries have asked is, if Jesus is paying a debt, well, to whom is he paying it? And it might seem at first glance that it must be being paid to the devil, that we, after all, are in slavery to sin, that our faith tells us that this world is under the domination of the evil one, that we are in captivity to him. But theology says, well, this payment isn't to the devil because the devil isn't all-powerful. Only God is all-powerful and he doesn't need to pay the devil anything to set us free. So God is paying a debt, a debt somehow he seems to be paying to himself, to his justice, to his honour. That a debt is owed, a payment must be made, you and I aren't able to pay it, and so he steps in to do so himself. Now if this debt, if the payment for it involves the death of Christ on the cross, then it must be for something truly colossal. And what it is for is our sins. That we have sinned against an infinite, all-powerful, almighty God. And you and I, small, finite creatures that we are, we just haven't got it within us to be able to pay off this debt. But as the Catechism puts it, our sins, quoting the letter to the Romans, are punishable by death. 
And the Lord chooses, decides it's fitting that he will step in and pay this debt for us. Now, in our modern mentality, a lot of this can be hard for us to understand. As Pope Francis, like the previous recent popes before him, have said that it's characteristic of our modern age that we've lost the sense of sin. We don't think that we've sinned, that we are sinners. That we live in a world where people think of themselves as independent. Independent from you, independent from God. Whereas the reality is that I do depend on him. I belong to him. Everything I have comes from him. And every time I live as if he didn't exist, every time I live with neglect and indifference and transgressing his commandments, then I'm racking up a debt by my sins, a debt that I cannot pay. And if you or I were to say, well, that doesn't apply to me. I'm a decent person. I've not committed adultery this week. I've not robbed a bank. Yes, there are sinners, but Jesus must be referring to somebody else. Well, what Jesus says is that he's come for all of us. That this talk of sin concerns all of us. And so if we say otherwise... We're contradicting him. As the first letter of St. John says, if we say we have not sinned, we make him to be a liar. So to conclude, I said this word ransom, it tells us about ourselves and it tells us about God. What it tells us about ourselves is that we are sinners who have racked up a debt that needs to be paid. And what it tells us about the Lord is that he loves us, he cares so much for us, he is so merciful that he has come from heaven to earth to pay this debt for us himself.